Where the fuck is the cable? Oh, there it is. I'm feeling some kind of way out here on a Friday. Even five o'clock. Don't judge me. Hey. If you ain't looking at things differently, you need to get a fucking clue. The way you looking at this shit is, it's just motherfucking you. I live long enough already to give up on that fucking excuse. You never gonna get out of the motherfucking loop, so just do you. And if you can't tell, the leaders can't lead the country, and we love the abuse. I'ma do things my way. Trust me, if you like it, then you try this juice. Yeah, I'm squeezing the stream of consciousness, being to remind the team we've all been schemed into a theme, a daydream, bloodstream, blaspheme, extreme regime, blowing off steam, mainstream. Don't wanna seem ungrateful. Yeah, maybe we are ungrateful. Hello. For so long up there. <laughs> I was rapping. Oh. I thought death was around every corner for me and for everyone I love. And I was just like, he was he was here and now he's gone. And my brain just started this fight or flight kind of mode. This is how she explained it, that um, your brain realizes, oh, this is a real thing. And guess what? It can happen to you too. And it can happen to all your loved ones. And, all, and, and my brain just started going crazy. And I had so much anxiety over it for for months oh, ho, ho, ho. i'll see you digital friend all right <laughs> welcome this episode is with my friend dave stevens maybe you know him as the vocalist of we came as romans i know him as the guy that lets me come on his boat and talk too much shit about angels and aliens and where we go when we die and shit like that. And he always just obliges me. <laughs> but it was really fun having him back on the podcast and we caught up and really just talked about how much our lives have changed since the last time we uh, had him on the podcast. I mean, he's moved to Detroit and he's a married man now. We also talked about him rebuilding his grandfather's house and how that led to this crazy new passion in carpentry and, and also just all the seemingly infinite amount of choices that both of us have made that led us back to this podcast together. And it was a freaking mind blow. And uh, and how his band obviously has been affected by the tour, uh, by touring. Gosh, I can't even talk right now, but I'm just going to leave that in so you just see how like my brain works, I guess. <laughs> Inevitably, we got weird and talked about the big unanswered questions like I love to do. And uh, we talked through the death of Kyle, his bandmate, and how he was able to process it and what he's learned about death through it. And even through therapy, these really cool techniques, kind of like I've talked about with EMDR therapy. And so it was really just a beautiful time catching up with a friend. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, friends, let's go. Dude, I'm pumped to be back too. Uh, it's funny. There's people in your lives, in our lives, you know, where you don't talk to them for a minute and then yeah. one text message and then it's like you never left each other's lives in the first place. <laughs> I feel like you're one of those people in my life where I don't got to talk to you every day, but when we do see each other again or talk again, it's like we pick up right where we left off, which is D sweet. Dude, 100%, man. I was thinking about that. I was like you know, we started texting again, setting up for this podcast. And I was like, damn, dude, I just feel like I'm back out on the lake with this boy, dude, drinking yeah. a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude. It, it bummed me out, dude. Cause like, and maybe that's where we start. It's like, you know, it was like, we got to hang out, dude. And you're just such a fun dude and stuff. I, I won't you. sit here and spend the whole podcast talking about how great you are. <laughs> but like, just spend the next hour. Like, dude, I just really like you. I like the, <laughs> I like the way the light hits your face, you know? And like, but, uh, but yeah, dude, it was cool because we got to hang out and we podcast and then yeah. You yeah. guys inevitably moved, right? I mean, you guys, like, we that's did. A, so much has changed for you. No, dude, that was cool whenever you used to hang out because I don't know why, but small talk for me, I, I get so bored with it and I wind up trying to just exit out of it or whatever. So I, I loved when you came on my boat and it was the first time we had hung out and yeah. 
you, we just dove right into life and got all deep. And I was like, I've known you for an hour and I'm talking about existence with you. And <laughs> yeah, dude, no, it was great, man. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, dude. It's like, why, why, why small talk? Why all this stuff, man? Right. And, and getting into this even deeper about like you moving, you're in Detroit, yeah. right? Yeah, man. Uh, I met my wife in Los Angeles while I was living in Detroit. Um, and we moved from there to Atlanta and then up to Detroit. So it's been crazy, man. I mean, uh, I loved living in Atlanta, but different things pop up in your life and things change. And, uh, we had a huge opportunity to move up here and as much as we loved Atlanta, we just, we just had to. Yeah. It made sense. I mean, cause that's where you're from, right? Yeah. My, my family's here. Her family's in Atlanta, but, uh, to make a super long story short, my grandfather, had a house that he's been renting for the last like five decades or something. It's, I mean, my, my mom spent time in this house. It's crazy to think about. So, um, basically my grandpa decided he didn't want to rent it anymore and he wanted to sell it. And I was the only grandkid that was willing to tackle the project because I mean, you can imagine what a rental house looked like that's been rented for 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, foundationally, mechanically, everything. It's great shape because yeah. that stuff has to pass inspections. But things like wallpaper from 1975 oh, don't have to pass inspections. So. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I talked to my wife about it and she's, she's amazing, but she uh, totally understood how much we can get ahead by purchasing yeah. a house, especially off my grandfather where we didn't have to go through a bank it's just a land contract. We pay him yeah. every month. And I was like, "Hun, we can pay this house off in like 12 years and, you know, sell it for Dude. way more than we bought it for. And yeah. Dude, that's so, a beautiful yeah. decision, man. Cause that's one of those things, you know, especially when you're newlyweds, there's like, there's like, that's like a big thing, right? You're like, okay, are yeah. we going to, are we going to be renters? Are we going to buy? Like, what's the next step in our life? You know? And I feel like, you know, having a, uh, buying a house is like one of your biggest decisions ever. So for it to unfold like that, dude, that's like, that's like cosmic alignment, you know, that's like no brainer yeah, level yeah. stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, 20, 2019 was such an insane year for her and I was, Sorry, my dogs are going. No, dude, it's right all now. good, dude. <laughs> it's aliens, dude. About comes. To, the aliens are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Mailman comes and they think it's the end of the world. In their minds, that is an alien invasion. <laughs> exactly, dude. They're like, COVID 19 here. Go, 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 go. go. Oh <laughs> I got to tell dad, Dave, Dave, the fucking aliens are here. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you were, it was, but yeah. just, it was a crazy whirlwind of a year. We, um, we had an amazing wedding. It was, you imagine it in your head and then it it was so much better. We didn't have any issues, any hiccups. Everyone had a great time. It was one of the best days of my life. But we decided on top of having uh, to spend a lot of money on a wedding that we were going to buy a house too and then remodel the house. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I don't think we'll spend that much money in the next three or four years of our lives combined (laughs) as we spent in 2019. Dude, it's so serious, man. It's wild, you know? And, and you know, one thing I was thinking too is like, when you look back at all of this, you know, even 2019, it's like, how do you feel about like all of these decisions and all the things you've had to undertake? I mean, man, there's been so many massive changes in your life. We could go down. I mean, with the band, all kinds of stuff, but you look back at all that, you know, even back to like our old podcast, you know, where you were engaged, you know, and, and you were down here and, and, you know, didn't have a house yet. And life was just so much different. And if you could look back at all that times, do you think that that's like, in other words, like, do you think it's predetermined that like this all unfolded? Or do you think it's like an inertia of just choices that you make that kind of leads you to where you're going? Or do you think it's like God or randomness? Because I was just thinking about how wild it is. Like, I don't think if you were sitting back at my house at the, at, during our last podcast, we don't, I don't think we could have even barely begin to break down what kind of shit like unfolded for both of us in the last few years. It's funny you bring this up because this just got brought up last night at dinner. So Whoa, that's why um, my my wife's best friend, um, who's also her cousin, is staying with us currently. She had uh, some stuff come up with one of her roommates, and she needed a spot to stay till quarantine was over. And we mm-hmm. were like, "Hell yeah, we got a spare bedroom!" Hell yeah! And the three of us are sitting there at dinner talking about 
just how small little choices uh, five, six years ago would have potentially prevented my wife and I from meeting. Like yeah. the night that we met, I didn't feel like going out. Oh, and shit. my bandmates talked me into it. And she was supposed to work that night, but she called off work and decided to go out. And, Dude. and it was just a, it's just wild how that all sequenced into uh, me meeting her. And it makes me wonder, I, I, I like to think that it was fate that we would have met another way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know where I stand with that. I, I do think that we all have uh, some sort of free will or something. Maybe yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do think that, you know, your choices will change your fate, I guess. But at the same yeah. time, I, I don't know, man. I, at the same, I can't imagine that, uh, I wouldn't have met her. Yeah. It's the same with the, the band, you know, and starting that and mm-hmm. how so many things lined up, just people being at certain shows and shows going well, you know, us having to cancel certain shows, everything that lined up with that, it's crazy to think that, I don't know, I, I, it had to have, it had to have happened anyways, I, I'd like to think. but <laughs> Yeah, it almost breaks your brain, you know, for me it does. Yeah, Cause seriously. I, yeah, because I think about that and then it gets deeper. It's like me and my wife have talked about that too. It's like surely we would have somehow met. We're, and there's this theory that like, you know, possibly in other string theory, you know, other worlds, other realities, other time, you know, whatever past, present, that maybe somehow our souls that are infinitely connected. So in other words, like we would have always connected in a reality like that. It was just, it was just bound to happen. And now we might've had different stories attached to that reality. Shit. I might've been a girl and you married me. I don't know. You know, I mean, but yeah, it's like, it's like, but then inevitably you feel this soul connection with people. Right. And you're mm-hmm. like, shit, I just don't know how we couldn't have like met, you know, and it, and then you think about about just the choices side of it that maybe if it isn't predetermined maybe it is just an inertia of decisions then it freaks me the fuck out because if you go down that rabbit hole dude it starts with the big bang i mean it literally is like the big bang like planets stars all the decisions of every single human of every single person of every single lifetime like literally led your parents to hear which led you to hear which led us to having this weird podcast during quarantine <laughs> i i totally believe in uh, i i it's weird because I can't put my finger on exactly what I believe because so many different theories make sense and sometimes they contradict each other. 100%. But there has to be, I swear there has to be some other dimension where uh, maybe my wife and I stayed in Atlanta or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. And, but I, what you said about meeting people, sometimes you meet somebody and you get this vibe. You're like, oh, I love this dude. You know, I want to yeah. hang out with this guy. Or, and when I met her, even there was something about her that just, uh, yeah. exploded in my mind. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, you know, did I know you in a past life in a different, were we different souls or not yeah. different souls, different people, the same yeah. souls, but maybe different relationship. I don't know. Yeah, it, dude. It's like, what was that feeling? It's blowing right yeah, now. I know mine too, dude. <laughs> It's definitely not the Michelob Ultra for me. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. 100%, man. When you felt that feeling, because I was thinking back to this um, with my wife recently about like our first date and, and you know, and, and all that kind of stuff, because our life very opened up very weirdly as well, you know, how it kind of all came to pass. But it was like there was some sort of very strong connection. Cause like, obviously I've met other women before in this reality. Right. You know, and then, and then something happened. It just doesn't feel right. There's no jiving, you know, whatever you want to call it. But then with her, it's just like, it like clicks, you know, like a puzzle. What did that, if you could think back to that, like, what did it feel like? Like what, like, what was the actual feeling? Was it, you know, was it just this like sensation, you know, was it your mind just being like, oh, this girl's hot. Was it a mixture? You know, like, <laughs> It definitely started with this girl's hot. Uh, <laughs> I saw her earlier in the day and, uh, I was, I, w- I was like, holy hell, I, who is that? You know? And, and, uh, didn't have the guts to go talk to her. And then I was thinking about it all day and how I wished I would have. And then, Later on, like I said, I got dragged out to an after party, and what do you know? She walks in to that after party, and dude. Louis, my guitarist, starts elbowing me. He's like, "Dude, there's that girl that you were looking at earlier." I was like, "No way!" <laughs> and uh, 
at this point, I had a little more courage, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Toss back a couple. And uh, went up, introduced myself. And it's funny, really early on, um, I was living in Detroit. She was in LA and I was flying out to her. She was still in college and I was 24. Yeah, 21 and 25. Yeah, that's who I'll be. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. And I was flying out there to visit her and... My roommates, they were like, oh, man. It's getting real. This is getting real. And, <laughs> and I just, I can't describe exactly what the feeling is, but for some reason I just knew yeah. that, I, I don't know, I just saw a future with her. I, I, it sounds so cliche, but that's how I felt. I felt I, I'm going to be with this girl forever. I, I know it. I just knew it for some reason. Isn't it kind of weird, you know? And, and look, man, I love marriage. I've been married for eight years plus now, and it's like, there's so many cool ebbs and flows that happen and, and and you change and you have to learn to like love the change in your spouse, you know? Um, but yeah, like when you, when you look at it now, you know, how much different is it now that like, you know, now that there's been some space and time and you guys have like literally went through a pandemic together or are currently going <laughs> through, you know what I mean? You guys are now going through like shit, you yes. know what I mean? Together. Like, what does it feel like compared to that compared to like the last podcast we had where you guys were just like engaged and, 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 and just like preparing for the future? A lot of the things are the same. And then there's some that are different, I guess, but you know, one of my favorite things about her is that, uh, she, dude, she's like my full, you know, she, number one supporter. No matter what I do, she, she's behind it and she pushes me really hard. She makes me a better person. That's one of my favorite things about her. Oh, yeah. Um, and we just, we just get along, man. It's easy. I mean, we, uh, it, it's, it's really easy to get along with her. I mean, I get along with her better than anyone else in my life. So it's, it's dude. cool. And, and especially, I keep making jokes with my friends. I was like, I, I, I was pretty sure that Marcel and I are going to last for the long run, but now being cooped up together for the last <laughs> month, I know yeah. for a fact we're just fine. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. That's the same thing with me and me and Brittany, my wife. Like we've we've worked together, dude, uh, with Dreambeard, and then like worked from home. I mean, for at least the last seven. That's years. not easy, man. Working yeah, it's not. Together. Yeah, it's, yeah, man. We work together. We like live in. The, obviously, we live together, but we're like literally <laughs> like together all day essentially, you know? And, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, it's so important. Like you said, you need to be able to get along with these kind of people. I think that, you know, some people rush into things. Some people get married for so many different reasons out of loneliness or fear of not having companionship or, you know, fear of not being able to find new companionship, you know, and all these different reasons, you know, but then, you know, you just find some fits where you're like, holy shit, this is, this is my person. You know, this is, this is the person I'm going to yes. live life with and die with. And it's kind of wild. Yeah, my person, hundred percent, and it's it's awesome. I'm, you know, the fact that my family loves her too, and it's it it's wild that she she's literally part of my family. I mean, I know legally she is, but you know, my mom views her as a daughter. It's it's really cool. Hell yeah, good. dude! I love it. It's 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 been good, man. <laughs> dude, that's so badass, dude. That's so badass. So you said you you like have you been working on your house the whole time? Like I know you said you had like a bunch of renovations and stuff. I mean, did you go full like flip house like TV show? Oh my god! So <laughs> this is this brings this goes back to our general theme. It seems like of things lining up in a strange way. Um, one of my one of the things that caused me the most anxiety in my life in the last ten years was uh, what else can I do besides music? Mm. Um, you know, being in a band is, yes, you go on tour for a few months and then you come home for a few months. And when you're home for a few months, I'd be sitting there on my hands, twiddling my thumbs or whatever, wondering, what am I supposed to do with my life right now? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. And I've always wondered uh, what that other thing was and what that thing is if, God forbid, everyone starts having kids and we don't want to tour anymore. The band fails to exist. I don't mean, God forbid people have kids. I mean, God forbid yeah, no, we're going to stop touring. <laughs> God forbid we have some fucking kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And it, it used to kind of keep me up at night. I, I didn't want to be a, a dude that only could do one thing. I, mm. I like having something else that I could always fall back on or something else that makes me happy. And so I buy this house with my wife and 
and I start diving into remodeling it and I found so much joy in it, dude. It, it, Hell it gave yeah. me the same kind of fulfillment as making a record, you know, making a record, you, if you look at, if you start at the bottom of mountain and look at the top, it's going to overwhelm you, but you just kind of take it a step at a time. And mm. then when you finally get there, you have this amazing accomplishment. You have this record that took, you know, years to write and it's beautiful and you're proud of it. And I got the same kind of fulfillment as taking this house that was dead. I mean, it was yeah. disgusting. It was ugly. And uh, I've pretty much converted about 75% of it at this point. Damn. Um, and In what amount of time? A year. Whoa. And it feels gnarly. amazing. And I, I found a new passion and something else that I'm, I I have a knack for it, dude. I just... Uh, I, I always... Know, I'm, I'm, I always knew you were Jesus, dude. You are a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you have come so, to save us. <laughs> so I, I, my wife, you know, like I like, dude, I'm, she, I can't say anything bad about her. Jeez. But she goes, I know. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she goes, well, Hey, this is something you should maybe think about doing, you know, I'm sure it pays pretty good. And I was like, you know what? I never really thought about that. So I had some connections and I, didn't even know where to start. And I started asking some people and they're like, well, you can join the union, you can do this, what, whatever. And I wound up reaching out to my cousin actually and asked him, where do I start? And he goes, well, what do you want to do? You're trying to start your own thing? I was like, no, man, I, I, I want to learn as much as I can and yeah. eventually be a, a, a master at this craft. And he was like, tell you what, man, we're, we're looking for a new guy if you want to come work with us. And, and, I, and I told him, I said, you know, I still tour yeah. five months a year or so I'm going to have to ask for time off and he goes well how much notice do you usually have I was like uh, I know my schedule a year out <laughs> he was like oh, well that's fine man and Heck so yeah. yeah I've been working with this uh, other company while I'm home from work and it's it's insane man I actually Whoa. really enjoy going to work and I Hell learned yeah. so much about working on houses that my house now looks sweet and, and uh, I have my plan for if the band ever decided to stop being a band or stop touring full time and, and dude, if I didn't have this job right now, not knowing that I'm going to be able to tour till probably fall 2021. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, we have a, we have our tour postponed to July right now, but it's just looking so grim. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I, it, I would be panicking right now if I didn't have this other craft I know how to do because that, I mean, that's that's a musician's bread and butter is touring. Yeah, dude, that's such a good point that you bring up because I have a, a few other friends that are like that. That's their life, you know. And it's like, and you're exactly right. We're all we're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe it'll be fall. And now we're all looking like, well, I don't know. Like, will it be? You know. And even if they do, I don't say, know, man. You know, yeah. And it's like, even if they do say yes, like, what are tours? What are tours even going to be like? Are we going to lose half the crowd because you know people right. are still you know just because they say we're doing it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be on board, you know. I'm going to be straight up too. I don't know that. So the tour we were doing was our first record, the Planet Seeds 10 year anniversary tour. Mm -hmm. We were out for a week on it and it was crushing, dude. I mean, we were selling out every venue, um, having really high merch numbers. The opening bands became some of our best friends in just a week. Oh yeah, which never happens on tour. Usually, that takes like <laughs> yeah. several tours, or at least three yeah. weeks into a tour before we even talk to each other. But first yeah. week, we were all up in each other's buses, hanging out every day, all day. It's yes. the best tour I can remember doing in the last uh, like ten years, man. Dude. And uh, it broke my heart to come home, but I don't know that I would want to do a tour that special in rooms that they were only maybe putting half the crowd in or if we're going to do it, we got to do it right. And I would be willing to wait for it. But that's actually, I don't know. That's actually a really good point, man. You're like, dude, I mean, I didn't even think about it from that perspective that you guys are like, shit, maybe we don't even want to do it until it's time, until the time's right to do it right. right. You know what I mean? It's like, and yeah, it's so, it's so weird. It's so unpredictable. My whole life has changed. All my work has changed. Everything's changed, you know? And it's just like, it's wild, man. But going back to like that, that's actually such a cool thing that you have this now when you're doing carpentry and like that kind of work, what is it that like really revs you up so much when you get to go to it? Is it like the, is it the process? Is it the finished product? 
do you create like almost like a flow state when you're working and you're doing those kind of things? I mean, does it kind of like lose time for you a little bit, almost like, you know, musicians when they're creating as well? Yes. It's for, it, for two things that are so different, I find a lot of similarities in them actually. I mean, they're, they'll, I don't, I don't do framing with carpentry. It's, it's mainly trim and, mm-hmm. um, I love building furniture and stuff too. Hell but yeah. there's there's so many outlets for creativity in it, which I love. Uh, and then the fact that I do kind of get lost in time with it, the same as playing music or listening to music or writing music. I mean, I'll work an eight-hour day and it feels like nothing. On my Whoa. house, I can work for like 16 hours and I, I, I mean, yeah. time just goes by like that. Um, that's how I knew I really liked it. But I, the biggest thing, man, like I said, is that when you step back at what you worked your ass off on for the last whatever month, two months, my, my house was a year, you know, and, yeah. and it, I'm so proud of it. There's moments where I just kind of walk around my house and look at stuff I did. I'm like, yeah, that feels good. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it's, it's very gratifying. Um, do, you said me. that you said that you do trim and stuff. So like baseboard, like that kind of stuff, like, like crown molding, like what kind of like frame, you know, framing door windows, like what kind of stuff like that? Yeah, setting doors, trimming doors, running base casings. Dude, that's so crazy. I didn't, I, I mean, I'm just, it's blowing my mind because for about two years I did that. When I was, uh, when I had got out of Bible school, I didn't no have, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was be asking because I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, I got into it with this guy who was like kind of like a master and he had like yeah. these contracts on Panama City Beach for all these big beach houses and to do all the like baseboard and the, you know, framing, like any, any kind of uh, trim, you know. And, and hanging doors. And so when you started saying that, I was like, oh shit, dude. Cause for a while <laughs> I thought that was going to be my life. I really did. I kind of, you know, I went to Bible school kind of thing and I was going to like, you know, do that. And then I ended up leaving the college because some really sketchy shit went down. Like the leader of the college was like pilling up his, you know, uh, handicapped daughter and oh. making him dance for her on the table and shit. So I was like, peace out. I'm out oh, of this no. shit, you know? And so I, I left and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. And a friend of mine's kind of same thing was like, Hey, Hey, you know, uh, I got a guy that, you know, runs trim and stuff. He needs a helper. And dude, I loved it. It was super therapeutic and, you know, and, right? and create, creating the coping dude, you know, so you create this perfect coping. little, yeah, yeah dude, coping. <laughs> I'm, a, for I'm God. surgical with my jigsaw, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's the company so cool. I work for, it's, it's right in my wheelhouse. I love it, man. We do, uh, we have a lot of super, 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 super rich clients. So yeah. luckily when all this is said and done, I mean, we're going to be able to get right back to it. Like nothing even happened, but, um, yeah, no, yeah, we do just, you know, kitchens, mainly kitchens, bathrooms and Mm -hmm. additions. So we do like some framing, but for the most part, it's, I I mean, I love it, man. It's, it's cool. And, and they've been cool about me going on tour. They know that that's, you know, my number one priority, my number one passion, but, um, they know that I'm also really in love with working there and what I do there. And so, yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome people. Dude, I think it's so important in life not to get pigeonholed. I think that right? like, what what you're doing, dude, is the most Thank important you. thing that you could do for your life. It's like, there, you know, I think the biggest problem with some people that I've met that have become successful at anything is that they feel this this feeling of like, oh my gosh, you know, like I remember I had this famous chef on the podcast, Chef Kevin Gillespie, great guy, and he said that to me. He's like, man, I'm just so afraid that like I'm gonna die in the kitchen, kind of thing, you know, like maybe I don't want to just always be a chef, you know, like maybe I want to do other things. And he started painting and he was really great at it, you know, and same thing with me. Like when I became the beard guy, you know, it was like, sure. It was awesome that like it, it helped pay my bills and create so many different things for me. But it was like, maybe I don't want to just be like the beard guy. Like maybe I want to do other shit. Maybe I want to do this, you know, you want to do that. And we really are these like limitless beings. And I think that society tries to, you know, give you this whole, like stay in your lane, you know, kind of thing. And it, it feels so limited. <laughs> limiting, you know? I, I agree, man. And I, like I said, that was one of my biggest fears for the last 10 years is this is all I know how to do. What, what, what if this goes away for some reason one day? And, and, you know, that scared the hell out of me a couple of years ago, um, right after our podcast, pretty much, um, my bandmate, Kyle, one of our singers, he passed away. And that was yeah. a moment for me where I was like, holy shit, this could be done. 
You know, my yeah. biggest fear is happening. This is done. And it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. And uh, granted, yeah. <laughs> that was like a year after, you know, where I was thinking like that. Yeah. For a year, I was just devastated. But <laughs> how did you keep your, and, and man, the, the really, uh, the only reason I bring this up is because, you know, I, I've had mental health issues the last few years ever since, you know, I had money issues and this issues and that issues and all, and losing my faith issues and, and really going through therapy and trying to deal with like things like that. Death is something that I haven't really had to deal with, but I've always been extremely fascinated with, um, you know, when my dad got cancer, but he survived. But I really thought that that was like the time I was going to have to deal with my, my father dying. And then my cousin recently, who I was extremely close with hung himself in his boat shed and he has like three kids. And, and that was like, that was like really just fucking weird, you know? And it's like, yeah, man. And, and, and like, how did you, you know, like how how have you been able to just create a level head? Because I think that like even people listening right now in the midst of a pandemic, I mean, there's people dying, there's people not, there's people confused, there's people like confused if they're going to have a job, and and like suicide rates are like skyrocketing, and so like I think that that's something that's always so near and dear to my heart. If you can offer any sort of like help to people, like how you were able to like just traverse that, because isn't that the weirdest thing that like, I mean, dude. I, I don't even want to pretend like I know like how you felt through all of that, but like I do understand that like inevitably we all do have to die. So it's like something that we all share, you know, and that's something that our loved ones are gonna die no matter what, you know. And so it's like I would, I mean, I would be honored if you had any sort of advice of how you were able yeah, to dude, traverse I that. Mean, it sucks because it's something that, like you said, everyone's gonna have to go through at yeah. some point. Um, for me, and everyone handles it so differently. Sure. Um, for me, I found that there was shock at first. It just, my brain just couldn't even register it, you know? Mm. And then for a couple weeks, there was such an outpouring of love from our fan bases, our, our fan base and our families and our friends. And, and you were like, all right, you know, this is cool. It sucks, but got a lot of love, you know? And then for me, it was about a month after that I started really, really, really feeling it and like hurting from it because all Mm. that goes away. And then your brain starts to realize, oh my God, my best friend's not here anymore. Yeah. And uh, so there's a company called Music Cares and they Mm. actually gave the band a whole bunch of money for all of us. They didn't give us money, but they paid for each of us to go to therapy um, if we chose to. And dude, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not ashamed of it. And I think there's no such a, way. there's such a stigma with mental health. It, it mm-hmm. bums me out. I, I think more people should talk about it, but I was in a weird spot and I was stoked to go talk to somebody because I talked to my wife about everything, you know, but yeah, I, I didn't know what to talk to her about. I felt so wound up and I didn't know where to start with it. And she would always try to talk. And I just told her, like, I was like, I don't really know even what to say. So it was really helpful to go and talk to a professional that did help me kind of peel away at these layers and understand everything better. And then I was able to be more expressive and emotional about it and speak with my wife more about it. And, and I only saw her for like three months. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, at that point I kind of felt uh, enough of an understanding to deal with it on my own and to deal with it with my wife. And so I didn't see her anymore, but there are a lot of people that just see therapists, even if they're not sad, it's just a life yeah. coach, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, dude, it was great. I, I really liked her. Um, and it was super helpful and yeah. that I, I, it would have been way harder for me to get through it if it wasn't for her. And I still have moments where it, it's so weird, man. Sometimes, out of nowhere, you notice the stupidest thing. And uh, like I was at Starbucks and <laughs> someone yelled out, uh, order for Rex. And that was like a word Kyle used to always say. And it was a joke mm, of his. And yeah. then all of a sudden I start like cracking up about it. And then five minutes <laughs> later, I'm like, don't cry, don't cry. Go go to the bathroom. Or, <laughs> <leave."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have these weird grief attacks. They come in waves. It, it's the strangest thing, but it, it's normal. And you just got to roll with it and something that's never going to go away. But I've found that, um, since he passed it, it's still a lot of it's still there, but I've learned how to 
deal with it better. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's you, what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that it's helped you with like death and immortality in general, like moving forward, you know, your own mortality, your wife, you know, me having a kid now, it's like, Oh my God, it's the one thing I'm like, I, I, I just freak out about sometimes, you know, and get in my head about that. Like, I don't want to be alive when he dies, you know, like I, I would rather be gone, you know, and, and like, has it given you a different perspective or closer relationship to that, like to that feeling of death? Yeah, man. I, I mean, it's, I feel way better now, but when I initially went in and started talking to her, yes, I was, I thought death was around every corner for me and for everyone I love. And I was just mm-hmm. like, he was, he was here and now he's gone. And my brain just started this fight or flight kind of mode. This is how she explained it, that, um, your brain realizes, oh, this is a real thing. And guess what? It can happen to you too. And it can happen to all mm. your loved ones. And, all, and on my brain just started going crazy. And I had so much anxiety over it for, for months and she helped me kind of work through it and, um, better about it now. But yeah, dude, it, it scared the hell out of me. Cause at one point I'm terrified and I'm also devastated and yeah, um, no, so yeah, it, was t- a, it was a weird place to be, man. Yeah, 100%, man. And I and I love that you said that like it should never be a stigma. I think more than more than ever now it's not. And it's one of the most beautiful things to me that we live in a time like this where people can express their emotions, you know. And and I went to this thing called EMDR therapy, which is kind of essentially like therapy mixed with this weird thing you hold in your hand that vibrates on in both sides and it causes your brain Whoa. to do some do some shit that I don't know and I won't bro science That's for sweet. you. But what it does is it helps, it's been, it's been proven to help people with, you know, PTSD type stuff. So emotions attached to a story, attached to a, a singular, like event, you know, in your life. And, and for me, it was like a really bad trip on acid where I felt like I was going to kill my family and I felt very out of control with my life and reality. And so I spent about the same thing, about three months with her and it literally changed my life. And if it wasn't for that, like breaking down of a stigma where I felt safe enough to even go out and like get help or to listen to someone. And it's like, man, that's why I can't like ever tell people enough. If they're feeling weird in their mind or feeling yes. weird about their situation, they should always talk about it, man. Cause when you bring it to the surface, to the light, then it can be exposed. It can be worked with. It can be broken down. It can be understood, but it's when it sits down in the heart, you know, sits down in the subconscious and we keep pushing it down. It ends up ruling our life, you know, subconsciously. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. She she did this thing with me called I think it was called mind spotting, if I remember right. And That's she would dope. hold, she would find a point where I would it would feel like uncomfortable for me to look at it, basically. Yeah. And then she would put these headphones on me where it would it was like an ocean swirling back and forth from left Whoa. to right, my ears, and I would stare at this point, and it was it was like it was almost like being hypnotized, dude. I was. Whoa. One of my longest session doing that was an hour and it like, it freaked me out when she brought me back. I I thought it was like 10 minutes and she was like, no, we're done for the day. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Blew my mind. But in, in that she would ask me to talk about what I was thinking about if I chose to, or she would tell me afterwards to tell her what I thought about. And then we would talk it over. And there was just layers and layers and layers of things that I would think about that. Like, it's crazy when you just let your mind go, how many Mm. different places it goes and how it connects all these weird things together. And there's, Mm. it it was insane to talk about it. And it was, I, I, I'm not going to lie. When she pulled that thing out, I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> You're like, no this shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> a little woo woo science ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, this, this is what music cares is paying for. This, this stupid shit. <laughs> Dude, I felt the same way with this. It literally looked like a little 80s tape deck with like two little plastic orbs that I like held what? onto that vibrated. I was like, this shit's gonna do something. But dude, the, it does. It's weird. Yeah. And the way that you just explained it to me, it's very similar, man. Like you're like in this, this state of almost like hypnotic space and then you're kind of allowing your subconscious mind to just bring up shit just to think you know and see where it goes and it's almost the same yeah i think it's literally almost the same thing i think they're you know 
we're, they're finding through therapy how powerful that is to allow your mind and do the weirdest time. And I won't go down and I've talked about it a few times on the podcast, but the weirdest time for me, man, was I literally started like almost tripping. I can't explain it, but like she, I was doing the same thing, just let my mind wander. And then all of a sudden, like imagery started. Like I was like in a sunroom and then I like saw my son older. I saw my wife older. What? I, yeah, That's dude. That's intense. Dude, and she, and it was the same thing. She was like, we'll continue. And she just kind of let me unfold this whole story, dude. And, and, and I mean, I, it was very visual, man. It felt like a trip. I, I ended up seeing myself die. I ended up having this crazy praying mantis being alien come through outer space. <laughs> Shit you not, dude. I was like, you know, I was floating in outer space. It ended up ripping me into another reality. It told me a lot of shit about myself. It told me about, cause I was having all these feelings of not feeling honorable with like as a husband and just like these things and inadequacies of my life. And, and dude, it was the weirdest thing. It was like, it was probably all of six minutes, but after that, all of the fear anxieties that I had developed just literally melted away. And I, and I often wonder about that. I That's wonder wild. like, was that real? Like, did I, did I meet some crazy being or was it just a story that allowed me to move on? I have no idea what, what Isn't which path that is, but I mean, it's, it's, weird, it's fascinating dude. what our brains are capable of. They're exactly. capable of convincing you that you're a piece of shit if you're not, or, exactly. or you can, you know, it, or you can build up so much confidence and self care and self love as well mm-hmm. through mental health. And it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's like, uh, going to the gym and working out, you have to train your brain to think a certain way. And yeah, that's dude, that's a wild story. You're tripping out literally from your brain, dude, dude, literally, <laughs> yeah, completely, so, completely sober. And that's, and, and you bring up a good point, man. It's like, we really are nothing more than the stories that we tell ourselves. And so it's like, it's so weird to me that like you can tell yourself that you're shitty all the time and you will feel shitty or you can tell yourself that you're great and you can rise above or you can be delusional and tell yourself you're great, but you ain't doing shit, you know? And it's like, Ugh. it's so weird to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, that like that people, we all live in these little stories, these little like things that, that seem so real to us and it allows us to live our life a certain way, you know? And it's like, and then you go to something like therapy where people help you to redact these stories that you have. And and understand these stories and maybe add things to these stories and it literally begins to like change your life. It's it's mind boggling, man. Um, where are you at with like with that kind of transcendent stuff, man? I mean, do you think that like it all is random firings in the brain that named itself, you know, kind of thing, where where we really are just you know molecules that have momentarily come together to make this weird organism flying on you know <laughs> Earth through space, or do you think it's like? aliens put us here or do you think it's like the Christian story is <laughs> a white man in the clouds and you know like like what like when you think about like the bigger story like what is it for you super tough question I mean I'm exactly gonna... and there's no right or wrong answer man I just love talking about shit like no this. me too I'm always I'm always a little bit conflicted because like I said some of the things I believe in and don't believe in they're almost contradictory but um I it's everything seems way too coincidental Dental for there to not be some kind of higher power putting yeah, it together, whether yeah. that's aliens or God, I, I don't know, man. But uh, it, I don't. It helps me mentally too to think that there's something more than us existing right here. That your soul continues on after your body dies. I, I do believe in a lot of that. But uh, to be honest, I, I really don't like. I really don't like a lot of the things that religion does to people. I won't say yeah. I don't like religion, but I don't like the anger and hatred that a lot of it causes. Yeah. And I think people misinterpret a lot of things in it. And so I, I'm not a church goer. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's churches out there that are really cool and that I probably would sure. like going to. Um, but I don't even know if I fully believe in all that stuff either. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for sure. I more believe. Yeah, in, I do. Uh, the human soul just uh, treat others how you want to be treated, essentially. And I think you go to a good place afterwards if you do that. Yeah, yeah, no, up. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, man. I mean, it's like I've thought about it so many different ways. One of the ones that trips me out is like, you know, it's like, what, where were we before we were born? And it's like the weird, the weirdest thought. The more you like really think about that, you're like. 
I can't remember not being alive. And so I kind of feel think about like that all the time, dude. Yeah. I think it's about like it all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like the opposite of death. It's like, everyone thinks about like the end. I'm like, what about before? Like what was going I think on about before <laughs> way more? Like what, where was I? What was I doing? You know, and, but yeah. I swear that if, if some all knowing being came down and tried to explain it to you, it'd probably be like explaining calculus to a dog. You know, yes. the dog would just be looking at you like, huh? <laughs> exactly. I don't think our brains are capable of understanding it. Even. Yeah, dude, I 100% agree at this point. I really do feel like I, it's like Einstein talking to an ant. It's just so far beyond, yeah. you know, now, now will we get there? Who knows? Will we evolve into some supreme conscious being that's like connected to the entire universe or microbial network or some crazy thing? Like maybe because, you know, I mean, I shit, I know my three-year-old son's already smarter than I was like, you know, by 16. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like naming all the bones in the body and knows all the organs and shit. And I'm like, I mean, the way we're advancing so much with the, with things like the internet and ultimate knowledge at our fingertips, you know, we are able to understand things. And that's the weirdest thing for me, man, as you know, like you think about things like God and, and big, big existential thoughts, but it seems like every time, you know, I mean, they used to think that the sun was God, right? The moon was that it would rise and fall. I mean, then there was like, you know, in the Roman world, they thought it was some God with a chariot bringing, you know, (laughs) towing the damn sun up every morning, you know, but then, but then all of a sudden science was like, no, man, it's actually just this star and it does this. And it, and it's like the more knowledge we have, it explains away almost like the fairy tales of life. But then I kind of miss like that whole idea of, of folklore, because then if we get too, you know, too logical, then we almost miss out in the mystic beauty of the world. You know, we don't give like any way. So I just wonder like where things are going to head, you know, with the way that we think about reality. I think about the internet, man. It's, it's an endless source of information. I mean, I, I think about, um, I, I broke the shoot off my snowblower and all I had to do was Google my, the kind of snowblower I had and then all these parts showed up and I just clicked the part I needed or, or fixing anything. I can Google it and figure it out. And I mean, beyond that too, there, there's way more things you can research, but just something as simple as that. You can find anything you need to know by just typing it into Google. And I think you're right that the amount of information that it's available to younger people that are going to spend their whole lives doing this stuff. Whereas, you know, me and you, the internet wasn't that sweet when we were kids. <laughs> no, not at all. It's like, beep, boop, bop, beep, beep, boop, bop, bop, yeah. bop, like shitty you know, ass AOL. <laughs> I mean, my, uh, my friend and I were playing with his son and his friend on Fortnite. They're 10 years old Hell and they're yeah. kicking the shit out of us. And they're showing us like how to build and, and showing you us. You suck, dude. Like, when I was 10 years old, I'm playing 2D Mario and I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. You know, these kids are playing Fortnite. I mean, yeah, dude, building crazy. crazy things, strategizing. I mean, dude, the yeah. thing about it, you can, you can shit on video games all day long, but dude, there, I saw this article that talked about like reflexes and the way the brain works and like sure there are addictive qualities that are meant to keep you on that motherfucker instead of doing anything else but <laughs> yeah. but dude there are a lot of pros to it dude I do think in a lot of ways things like iPads and screen time for kids that that also has a lot of you know you know kind of like oh you shouldn't do that kind of thing behind it. It, it there is a lot of benefits too man to like making you quicker making you think quicker you know strategizing 100%. all this kind of thing you know um, man do you think that like speaking of the internet and getting a little weird before we wrap up do you think like ai might possibly already be here and what i'll break down my thought is like think about algorithms dude and how much they manipulate us so it's like you know we know on instagram the things you like it starts feeding you those same things you know and so it starts curating your reality in the way that you literally think about life because it's pumping you know so it's literally has the ability to kind of control and malleable like manipulate you into thinking a certain way and so i was wondering man like with things like google and ultimate knowledge dude what if this like sentient internet is already alive in some sort of wild way? I don't even know. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. I wish that the listeners could see your face right now. I'm sure my reaction was priceless. Was, I, I never dude. even thought about that, to be honest. Um, well, that, that's why I bring it up, dude. I, know I that mean, there do are you... algorithms for sure? Because I, I know. So the drummer of our band does all the digital marketing. 
and mm-hmm. he's he's a mastermind with it, and he knows yeah. ways to manipulate algorithms on Facebook and Instagram yeah. so people see our ads and mm-hmm. think about us. And since he started doing that, um, our online presence is exponentially greater than it used to be. Whoa! People going to our merch store, people going to buy tickets, people responding to our Instagram posts, people interacting, our interaction rate is through the roof. And I mean, if he can even manipulate it, I can't imagine what other people can do with it or it's a powerful weapon. That's blowing my mind, dude, because I just thought about like intention setting, right? Or prayer, right? So think about it this way. Like, you know, when you're a pastor, you're praying to God, you know, to do this thing. And then you're believing that it's orchestrating behind the scenes and it's going to make that thing happen. Then you've got things like witchcraft or people who do like intention setting, light a candle. And they're believing the same thing that the universe is behind the, behind the world, you know, kind of orchestrating for you in your favor. And then in the same way, in the digital world, AI algorithms, you set your intention. So you're marketing, you know, the guy in your band, he's setting his intention to the internet and saying, look, I want you to do this and this and this for me. And I'm believing that like, when I do these things, you're going to orchestrate it and help like give me favor in this reality. And then the same thing kind of ends up happening. That's why it blows my mind. Cause I feel like, are we creating a digital God? I, I don't know, man, it, but I know it's creepy <laughs> as hell. And I've, so I, I bought this house. This is just one instance. This has happened to me. I mm. bought this house last year. I didn't touch the yard because there was so much to do inside this year. I have a discussion with her in February. I said, Hey, I think we're pretty caught up inside. All we have left is the kitchen. Let's start making our yard beautiful and let's build a deck. Let's get the grass green. Let's put down a whole new lawn in the back. Let's go. And she's like, all right, hell yeah. Two days later, my Facebook feed and my Instagram feed now are loaded with all these fertilizer ads, new grass seed ads, landscaping ads. I'm like, what the hell? It's insane, man. And I know everyone knows that that's happening to them. It's obvious. Um, but it's yeah. I, I think you're right, man. I think that there, it it is an easy place to manipulate what you're thinking and what you think you need. And I mean, I know all of a sudden I thought I really needed a lot of fertilizer. And what do you know? I bought a lot of fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, dude. And they, they they won. They got it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It will it kind of goes back to our beginning is how much of it is free will, how much of it is fate, how much it is this. You know, and so it's like I think about those things from like a spiritual thing, for, you know, from a naturalistic way, but then you so many of us forget about the digital version of that. It's like how much is of it becomes predetermined, you know, where like we're controlled by the things that we see on social media. Media, or like you said, like it hears you saying things. So it curates your reality based on what it's, you know, thinks that you want. And so that you kind of get like stuck in this like groove of existence, you know, and is there even any escaping that or is there any free will? I mean, it, it gets wild, you know, and, and, and yeah, yeah. It's just some shit that I like to sit on my back porch and think too much about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obvious that social media can be really, really unhealthy for you. And I think what you're saying just proves that even further. It 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 yeah. rots your brain. It rots your way of thinking. It 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 deteriorates your own free will and your own view of the world. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's like it's like digitally we inevitably created good and evil because you know like there's there's good sides to technology where it's like yes. right now we're using technology to communicate across the country like it's super awesome like it's relatively oh, dude, I working. I love YouTube too. I mean, yeah, I, I yes, just go on there dude. and just watch stuff and learn. Yes. You know, I, I, it's like it's, it's like it's like it's like a ten minute video. I mean, that'd be like reading a to like a hundred page book on how to do something, you know, and you just watch yes. it in the video and it's amazing, but sorry. I, I got no, excited. 100%, no, no, I, 100%, man. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it, it is, there's so much beautiful things to it. Then there's like the polar opposite of like comparison is the thief of all joy and you get FOMO cause you see other people doing this or succeeding. And then you have to like figure it out or, or maybe your friend doesn't hit you back soon enough because you're so used to being infinitely connected. And then you get in your head that something's wrong and you know, and it starts <laughs> 
treat, you know, oh, it starts yeah. fucking with your relationship or whatever. Like there's so many ways that, that technology has made our reality weird as well. And I think it is, I think that's what, that's what I think is actually kind of beautiful is that even when we created something like the digital world, duality still found its way in just like in our reality that there's push and pull and good and evil and negative and positive energy that we feel. It's like, it's still happening even in the digital world. Like, and I wonder even if we get into this matrix saying, you know, obviously people are super into VR, it's going to keep going to where it's probably feels just like this reality. Will we inevitably create duality in that as well? You know, will it just end up being the same damn thing? Like, is there even escaping any of this or is this just the experience we all love to have? I mean, imagine a VR world where, you know, people in the comment section, they, they treat it like nobody's actually reading it and they say, I mean, dude, some, I, I can't even go there anymore on my band's YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff because people are vicious. And yeah. especially when, when Kyle passed, some of the things that were said on there, I was like, I really? want to find this person and I want to put my foot in their mouth. But <laughs> Holy uh, shit, yeah. And dude, I, didn't I, didn't, that kinda, <sighs> I didn't want that kind of anger or hatred yeah. in my life, so I just stopped reading it. But in a VR world, you're going to have the same kind of douchebags running around you know, being dickheads there too. I mean, yes. there's going to be a duality. It's there. There has to be good and evil. There has to be black and white. There has to be a balance to everything. Is my theory. So I think, yeah, I think in a VR world, it, there would be some evil in there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so weird. It, it's so weird to me that there seems to be a balance. Like the, and it goes back to choices. I know we keep just getting into this. It's like no matter it's just like you can't escape it it's almost mind-boggling that you make good choices and good things happen better choices happen you feel like you're better you start making bad choices things get worse you know you start feeling bad about yourself you start making more bad decisions it's like and it's just like are we really just decision makers like we just you know something presents itself in front of us and then what we get the ability to do is like almost like a little God creating our own little way of doing things. We get to choose like, okay, are we going to take the positive way? Are we going to choose love? Are we going to choose fear? Dude, I I love you said that because I've been, (laughs) I I love going into a place, you know, well, back when I used to be able to, and (laughs) you can literally ask the person, you know, who's helping you or behind the counter or whatever. You'd be like, instead of, yeah, yeah, you know, this, that's it. All right. See ya. You could be like, Hey man, how's your day going though? You feeling all right? You know, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like oh that's cool, man. Well, take it easy, don't work too hard, you know. And and then they're in a good mood, and you leave feeling good too. And but imagine walking in there, and if you're in a shit mood, and you're being a shithead, they're gonna be a shithead mm-hmm. back. It's it, it's true, man. Whatever energy you're putting out, whatever energy you're surrounding yourself with, it's gonna affect people around you, and it's gonna affect you. Yes, I dude. I, I love that you brought that up because I had this visualization once that like, think about a uh, ah, shit, I forget in track, but what is it called when you run with that baton? Uh, b- baton am I even saying the right word? That little baton yeah, thing? B- that baton. Yeah. Baton. Is that, is that the right damn word? That's what you, it is. Now you got yeah. me saying guessing it. <laughs> I know. But you know, like when you pass it off to the person, baton. you know, and it's, yeah, baton. baton. Yeah. yeah. Baton. <laughs> We're saying everybody's <laughs> screaming at us on the listen and they're like, it's baton, you idiot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like you pass it off, whatever. And that's like, you're running the race and it's like, we're all running the race of life. And then it's, you're exactly right. You know, you can be a person that like is carrying a baton of love and that's what you're cultivating. And so when you bump into someone, you know, say at the store, at the grocery store, you hold the door for them, or you've always heard of going back to Starbucks. Like we were talking about the pay it forward thing where you pull up in line and someone's like, oh, do you someone already pay for your coffee? And you're like, well, shit, I want to pay for their coffee. And it creates these like ripple effects, you know? And then same thing with the, with bad, you know, you're driving driving, you're minding your own damn business on your way to work. You're having a relatively good day. Someone cuts you off. You put you into a negative mind frame. And then all of a sudden, maybe you're a jerk to someone on the road and then, or you get back to work and you're like, you know, ah, fuck Johnny today, dude, I ain't, I'm not giving him that report he needs, you know? (laughs) And it's like, and it just creates like a ripple effect, but you're right, man. It's like, and that's why it's so important that we work on ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves when we meet someone, when we have that interaction. It's true. When I when I wake up and I'm excited for something in my day or pumped for this is so dumb, but I cut down 20 trees in my backyard. Holy and I shit, couldn't that's a lot. wait. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy over here. And I couldn't wait to get the stumps out. 
And I woke up today so pumped to go get my stump grinder and finally get rid of those fucking things. And my day's been awesome because I woke up just like pumped, like ready to go. I busted out, put that thing back on the trailer. I mean, it's just funny little things that I have to look forward to like that. It it just starts my day right, and then I wind up having a good day. But as soon as something goes wrong in my morning, if I dwell on it or anything, it's like my whole day just goes downhill, man. And Mm -hmm. it's true. Whatever energy you put out, that's what comes back at you. Dude, I love it, man. I think this is a beautiful place to wrap up, man. Dude, Hell you yeah. have you're you're one of the coolest people, man. And I really, really hope that we can get back out on a lake, that we can kick back some cold ones, dude, and talk <laughs> yes. some more about aliens. We can, you know, I dude, I just I really appreciate you, man. And it's been inspiring to see you in these last few years, just even you know the little interactions we have, or just watching you on socials, man. And I just can't wait to see you kind of come out of you know, quarantine, just piping hot dude, ready to do new shit, man. And, and, uh, and it's just so cool too, to see you picking up carpentry and all that kind of stuff, man. It's really, it really is, man. It's really, really cool. And I'm super happy for you and and the new, the new lady locking it down in the new house. Oh, let's go, dude. Next time you're in Atlanta, dude, you gotta dude. when you're in Atlanta, come on, dude, let's get, let's get weird, dude. Yes, absolutely. My wife and I, as soon as this is over, we got to go down there. My uh, brother-in-law and um, they, they just had a beautiful daughter. We got to go meet her. We got to go visit the family. So I, yeah. I'll be down there soon. I'll hit you up. It'll be awesome. We'll hang like old times, man. And you got to make me some of those burgers again because those were the best oh, burgers dude. last time we hung out. Well, dude, <laughs> yes. I'm well, I'm getting you connected with Snake River, dude. So we, we ain't just going to have the best burgers. We're going to have the best steaks. We're going to have the best briskets. We're going to have pulled pork. <laughs> I'm going to make all of it. You're going to be like, dude, I'm miserable. I got meat sweats, dude. And I'm like, You're yeah, a hell yeah. of a cook, man. I'll eat whatever. <laughs> Well, dude, that means a lot coming from someone who actually knows about culinary, so. (laughs) No no worries, man. All right, dude. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you, man, so much. Hell yeah. Appreciate you.